turned off the furnace. I'm just waiting for it to catch up with the fact that I turned it off. Oh, okay. Your furnace is on? What the hell? It's AC. Oh, okay. Let's say it's August. You got a problem over there in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know it gets cold, but Jesus Christ. Even in Alberta, it's nice in August. It's the Clash Files. It's an epic win. It's the Clash Files. It's August 6th, 2015, and this is the Clash Files. I'm R. Cooper Katie, and today I'm joined by Rancid. Anyang. Halligan. What's up, Coop? And Natalia's back. Hey. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Doing good. Glad Natalia's back. Yeah. Glad to see you back, Nat. I'm Thank on you. vacation out east, actually, so I'm having a great time. So, Rancid, are you getting anything done in the game? Uh, my dragon's finished. That's about it. Level uh, five dragons? Level four. Still but, Town uh, Hall level nine. Level four dragons. Sorry. I'm hoping to get some time to farm enough for Town Hall 10 over the next couple of weeks. You're away from uh, civilization? I'm on Georgian Bay, which it's really kind of weird. I should post a picture of it. The cell phone tower, they tried to disguise as a pine tree. It's oh, they do that out here all the time. Do they yeah, really? They that's do. That's yeah. the first time I've seen it. So No, they do. We have palm trees, and they mm-hmm. look like really stupid-looking palm trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This thing, it, up close, sure, maybe it looks like a pine tree, but if you see it from one of the islands off a distance, it's the only thing that's 150 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really aggressive pine tree. This is the one where they dumped all the nuclear waste underneath. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like I've gotten a lot done. I got my king up to level 25. Sweet. So it's finally the same level as my queen. I had a stupid idea that I was going to take my king all the way to 40 uh, before <laughs> I touched my queen again, but I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I got the walls that are around my core are all lavas, except now I'm starting to work on making them level 11. What comes after lava? Zaps? Those Zaps. Blue zappy things Zaps? that are hard mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah. <laughs> the neon blue? Yeah. And then got my haste going to level 3, I think. Nice. And my second blower going to level five. So I've gotten a lot done thanks to the one gym boost. Uh, Halligan, what do you got working on? That one gym boost has helped me a ton as well. Got a couple levels on my king, so now i got 20-20 heroes. And I've gotten half a dozen, eight lava walls done this week. It was a good week, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. And I've been doing a lot of farming. I was doing better on DE up in... Uh, in masters, but everybody convinced me to drop down to gold. And uh, I tell you, the million dollar raids are are flowing. But then you see only three hundred, six hundred of dark elixirs. So I'm torn. I don't know whether uh, or, or golden elixir or the dark elixir is more important at this point. But I'll take whatever I can, making progress. I, I'm finding plenty of dark. Like oh, I maybe, am too. Oh, I don't oh, know what you're like talking about. How fifteen hundred a raid? Maybe. The raids are so easy. I mean, you can mark it down. I'm not going above crystal three again until my heroes are at least 30, 30. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Natalia, what about you? I'm doing well. I got my queen to 22, and I'm farming right in between of gold one and crystal three. So from about 1950 to right around 2K, and then once I get to 2K, I kind of drop back down to 1950 because there seems to be a nice spot right in there that I've been doing pretty well at. I've done probably 20 of my skull walls to Legos. That's been really nice. Nice, yeah, for sure. Um, I have my blower going, or my second blower going to five. Um, that sounds about right. And then I have my jump spell going to max. 
Oh, really? Your jump spell hasn't been maxed? No. Because you're normally in the sky, though. Yeah, but I've been doing a lot of ground attacking. Um, I wanted to get that jump spell. Do you drop it at the very beginning of the raid? I so no. Upgrade. No, I haven't been dropping it at the very beginning of the raid. I'll drop my... It depends on if I'm farming or if I'm in war. But my golems or my giants. And then I'll drop my wall breakers so they get into the first section of wall. And then I'll go ahead and drop my jump spell. That way it lasts a little longer. And then if I'm carrying a second jump spell, I don't actually drop it until the troops are in the core and ready to come out of the core. And every week we like to talk about Kent Farmhouse for a few minutes. Uh, Natalia, what's going on in Kent? Biggest thing first is we are planning on trying to do a Kent versus House of L war. We're planning on pushing the buttons together around, I believe it was noon central time, Friday, which is tomorrow. And yes, is that the seventh? That would be the seventh. Could be the seventh. Okay, the seventh it is. Hopefully we match, and I think it'll be a fun war if we do. Yeah, hopefully by the time you guys are all listening to this, it's uh, coming down to the. I don't know. By the time you guys listen to it, it'll be over. So yeah, it'll be over. So we'll have a winner. Yes, we will. Make and sure one you way, pay attention to Twitter. Yep. Yeah, one <laughs> most, way or another. Yeah, and most people know this, but House of L is the clan that is most affiliated with the Clash of Clans podcast that's hosted by Scotty827 and Moneyard. Yep. yep, absolutely. So, other news. Uh, we had a war against the Avengers. We won it, 73-61. to 61. The Warhammer was given out to Ren, who did some awesome attacks. Our yeah, most- absolutely. Yeah, our most recent war was against Libya Hawks. I believe they had over 120-something war wins. Wow. Pretty impressive. We actually lost that one, 74-81. I chose the Warhammer winner this afternoon since Ryan left the clan for the scrimmage against L. And I picked Dr. Vent, who had the most stars in the war. At nice, five, Doc. so congratulations, Doc, to that. And that's about it. That's all that's been happening in Kent. We're just kind of excited. We're all really pumped for this uh, L versus Kent scrimmage. We something we've wanted to do for a while. Yeah, so, absolutely. And you know, I, I wanted to add that yeah. Ryan is actually RM eighty four's alt from House of L. So he was spying on us. No, he, <laughs> yeah, good no. guy, and uh, he was instrumental at putting this thing together Definitely. along with uh the grand poobah so thank you to the both of them for me and uh rancid what's going on in kent farmhouse 2.0 well uh we've had three wars we've won two out of the three uh 63 to 57 against the party riders and m was the hammer for that 50 to 53 was our loss against the royal council but warblade pulled off some pretty good attacks so he got the war hammer nice then 56 50 against Antorium is and yeah, I think it's Antorium. Antorium too. I can't pronounce this properly, but Edie got the hammer. He's new to K two, so I'm glad to see that he's pulling off some good attacks. We had a visit from Queen Mom and Sir Lance a little from the Coast Air Maniacs. Nice to see those guys. I wish I'd gotten to spend a little bit more time, but I was just getting in vacation mode and getting everything packed up, so I missed most of their visits. And right now we're hosting all of the Kentians that come over from Kent Farmhouse while the L War is going on. So welcome all you guys and glad to have you over and thanks for coming. 
Are you guys going to war while uh, you've got folks visiting? You? I'm going to I'm going to give everybody the option. We're on our day off tonight, being Thursday, and we're going to start a war up tomorrow. So I'm going to offer anybody that came from Kent if they want to get in on the war, they're more than welcome to. Cool. Awesome. I got to say that Sir Lance Little is one of the best names I've heard in a while, and we've got a few more <laughs> coming up that ask some questions. So yeah, I love when we get creative names. There was some Clash news this week. Two big things and maybe a couple of others. Halligan, what's going on in the greater game of Clash? It was kind of a, a slow, big news week as far as the game as a whole goes. There was a nationwide Clash of Clans tournament in the Philippines. Uh, they held a two-day tournament at a big mall in La Union. I, oh, no, that's upcoming. And I think a lot of that has to do with the telecoms who are investors in Supercell really are trying to push it. It'd be like uh, around my area of Verizon having a stake in Supercell. You know that it'd get promoted with stuff like this. Some of the pictures on this article from popinquire.net are pretty funny. I mean, the, the guys running around with t-shirts saying, we'll work for gems and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but it looks like it was a good time. That's cool. Can, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Maybe we can put a link up on the show notes. That'd be great. Yeah. And or then, up on Twitter yeah. for our listeners. That would be cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll share that from the at the Clash Files account. But then as far as interesting stuff for the community... There's a group of clans based around the Reddit website. And if you guys are not familiar with Reddit, you can join the club because I know Reddit is kind of like from the outside looking in. It's kind of a cross between a bulletin board, an old fashioned internet bulletin board, a social network versus network upon itself. It's huge. I, I mean, know is, zero about Reddit. Like no, I, I went to the homepage once blew my mind and I said, no, thank you. And I left. I, I checked on Reddit a couple times for different topics, but every time I go there, it's very overwhelming. And this is coming from a yeah. guy who understands the internet and has been using bulletin boards since the AOL days. It was just not something that I really wanted to learn the intricacies of, but there are millions and millions of people who have, including thousands upon thousands of clashers. When Clash of Clans came out, a subreddit was started with official sanctioned Reddit clans. And they've got a number in the hundreds at this point. I don't know. I don't have an exact count, but it's easy a hundred, if not more. Back, I'd say six months ago, somewhere around there, some of the Reddit clans that I've been most familiar with, and I'm sure that most of our listeners are most familiar with, split from the Reddit clan systems. It was an intricate organization, but it didn't allow for much flexibility once war started out. The biggest of these was Reddit troopers, and a lot of people know Reddit troopers from Koopa Troopa on Twitch, the Hulk from the Hulk Files. Big, big name clashers from Reddit troopers. Back in that point in time, they were being hunted pretty much constantly by other clans. Because of the Reddit clan iron fist, so to speak, they couldn't set up feeders. They couldn't move people around to different clans. So their lineup was very static at the time, and they couldn't do anything about it. So they were easily hunted and got fed up with it and said, you know what? We're done with the Reddit clan system. We're keeping the Reddit name, but we are done with you. So Troopers was the first to leave. Uh, Reddit Lithium and Reddit Ion also had left that clan system. And like I said, this goes back about six months. Wow. Well, yeah. 
they've been operating pretty much independently. I think there's kind of a sisterhood between those three just because they did split at the same time, but not a whole lot of affiliation. Well, what happened this week was apparently a long time coming because most clans in the Reddit clan system are relatively casual clans. And we all know that Clan Wars is a focus for many, many, many players. Sure. And there's been some clans that have decided that because everything is so strict on the Reddit clan system, they approached the moderators of the subreddit and said, listen, we have got to change something. You've got to allow us to have feeder clans. We're never going to get better at what we love to play the game as. And they got a couple of the moderators to agree, set up a separate entity for Reddit war clan system. Everybody seemed like, this is great. This has been a long time coming. What? Why did this take so long to develop? And then another moderator came in, closed that thread, and said, this was rushed. There's nothing to see here. So all of the clans that were going to still be affiliated with the Reddit clan system, but in this subgroup of war clans, basically said, forget it. You can see my rear as I walk out the door. We're out of here. there's... I want to say 15 to 20 clans that have left the official Reddit clan system and are now starting their own system based on war stuff. So, you know, we in the podcast community think we're from a pretty big group of clashers. We've got several hundred. Wouldn't you guys say about four or five hundred people that are pretty involved in here? There's thousands, thousands that are under this Reddit banner. I just can't imagine how this affects their community. It's, it's just something interesting to see and was was really big news on Twitter and a lot of social networks this week. So I need I would, to bring that one up. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably quite impactful to have that many people leave all at once. You know, there's a point at which you have to listen to what people are asking you to do and you have to make changes. You can't just have the same old rules for years upon years upon years because the game changes, things change, and you have to adapt and move along with it and if you don't then you know here's what happens yeah and it sounds like that's really what the issue was for these people is that the leadership of these clans the moderators of the subreddit didn't change they didn't listen they didn't accept that the game has changed and that's why people just move along but i wonder how that's going to impact reddit because there are ads on that site right I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wonder what, how that will affect traffic to that particular subreddit. I don't know how Reddit works, so I certainly don't know if the moderators have any have any interest in there being traffic to the site or anything like that. But it's also interesting to me because all of these clans have really built a reputation on being part of the Reddit clan system all of them have reddit in their clan names yep. yeah so absolutely it's kind of weird like you know reddit lithium or whoever oh you're a reddit clan uh no not really a reddit clan oh well reddit not anymore well and now with clan perks like there's no way they can give that up no absolutely not i was wondering if maybe an application to supercell could be made supercell does have the ability to yeah. change names of stuff Player and, IDs. Why not clan IDs? They're all just a hashtag, really. Well, yeah, and that's kind of where I was, you know, they gave us the ability to change, like, our names. I wonder if next will we get the ability to do, like, a one-time clan name 
change. When a, when a change in the clan takes that much of a shift, yeah, I could see that being almost a necessity. We have the same thing. It's just a hashtag ID. You, you, we now have hashtag ID for players. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine it's almost the same system that it's built on. Yeah. Can you imagine the monetary value if a level 10 clan had the ability to change their name, though? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be something. Uh, I've always thought that there's, I, nobody talks about it, and maybe there, maybe it doesn't exist, but there's definitely a, a possibility for a market, a secondary market for clans. I mean, really, the leader is ultimately the person that's responsible for a clan. And if they got to level seven or eight or nine, or I'm sure we're going to have clans that are hitting 10, I bet you that they could sell a level 10 clan for a lot of money. That's Natalia's retirement plan. <laughs> I'm never selling Ken Farmhouse. So the, the other thing that we had on them was uh, that there was an art contest going on. If you're able to come up with a good design, you can submit it to Supercell and get a trip to ClashCon for you and one person. Ooh, let me get my crayons. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> That'd be cool. It, I'm it, terrible. It, like I can draw some stick figures. If it had some sort of subtext that said the Clash files on it, I, there might be a shirt involved, too. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, if it was a winner, you know. We, sure, bring a guest. Me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, a couple things we wanted to talk about today. And one, uh, right now we're in the middle of a one gym boost. And I guess it's news that the birthday of Clash of Clans was last Sunday. They're three years old. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. As a part of that, uh, we all got a one gym boost. It was just to gold mines, elixir pumps, and uh, dark elixir drills. No one gym boost on your barracks or your dark barracks at this point. That's like the best belated birthday gift ever. Yeah. Farming yeah. has been so good. Yeah, and it was a great one because it was the extra special one gym boost, which is one gym for an entire week of boosting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember yeah. when you had to like reboost everything for one gem the next day. Yep, they've done that if a few forgot, times. You forgot, you kicked yourself too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What I was thinking the other day was, is I don't even really need to boost anything. Next time they do this, I'm going to boost mine on the last day. I think. Because the way it's impacting me is all of the great raids that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I'm not getting much benefit from... I mean, obviously, I am getting benefit from boosting my own minds, but it's almost to the point where I almost don't need it because the loot's just so good. So it would be... You're, I think you're on the right point, Coop, is to live on the loot that I'm getting for the seven days that everybody else is boosting, and then on the last yep. day, boost for the seven days when it's about to go away. It's a good I point. Double think of it Where like were you last week, Coop? Yeah, I know. I know, right? Well, Why didn't you answer? PM me this information um, <laughs> next year? <laughs> well, I yeah. will tell you that on my mini, I had planned on canceling because I was in a position last year where I still had levels left on my pumps and mines and was able to cancel and restart the boost and basically get two weeks out of it. This year, everything's maxed, so I don't have that option. Except on my mini, I was going to do that, but uh, don't have a free builder. I just went to Town Hall 6, so uh, I put my builders to work on my camps and my CC and all that stuff, so I don't have a builder and not enough gems to do it. So. And I this- wish I'd known. 
Those mm-hmm. first world clash problems. Yeah. <laughs> those speaking, are just killer. Speaking of yeah. those, I have four accounts and three of them are not boosted right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had my mini going to seven and I waited until the last day because I could drop the extra mine and the extra uh, elixir good. pump. And if I'd known that you could cancel it and restart it for an extra six, I would have done that. And uh, so another thing that we wanted to talk about today would be how we've kind of evolved our take on war. And by that, I mean Kent Farmhouse. You know, we've talked about it before. Kent was created as a farming clan, hence the name Kent Farmhouse. I didn't get here until after Natalia took over. But seems like for a while, Nat, we didn't war at all. It was very um, sporadic. There were no dates. There were no specific times. I just would put a word out there. Hey, does anybody want a war? And if I got, you know, more than 30% of the clan to say yes, we would war. And at that point, there was no opting in or opting out. Everybody was opted in. So we didn't war very often. I think then we went to one war a week. And then it ended up being two wars a week. And then it was three wars a week. And that's kind of where the sweet spot, I think, has been three wars a week. And you can opt in if you like, or you can opt out. It doesn't really matter. And I guess that's the part that intrigues me the most is that we're not a war clan. Definitely not. But we do war three times a week. And we do allow people to jump in and jump out. And maybe we're starting with the talk about how we deal with war. But, you know, last week we were asked about clan management and it was kind of bad timing because. Yeah, I can't believe I missed the clan management talk. Exactly. That's my episode, man. So maybe what this is, is maybe just a short discussion about clan management in general. Sure. Because we enjoy, you know, the ability to pop in and pop out. For a while, we were visiting SOAS as like a vacation home. And, sure. And now we have Kent 2.0 that we jump in and out of. And I know your background, and we've talked a little bit about it in the past, but this is the question that got asked last week. What do you think has really been integral to the success of Kent? You know, we were chock full for a long time, opened up a sister clan, and now it runs almost a capacity all the time. You know, what do you think has been instrumental to our success? First and foremost, I think it's the environment that's been created. It's just the main focus of Kent and Kent 2.0 is to have fun and learn, learn new things. But the main focus is to have fun. It is a game. There's no reason for things to get taken too seriously, I don't think. So really just the fun and the organization. I keep things organized. I keep stats on the clan to make sure everybody is active. And if you're not active, then, you know, that's something that I notice. And if if you've been in the clan for a while, then I'll send you a message. If you're new and you're not active, you're probably going to get the boot. We want to have fun and we attract people who want to have fun and... That's been a really great thing. And, you know, it's been really helpful that we haven't had to do any real major recruiting because that's been built in through initially the Clash of Clans podcast and now our own podcast, The Clash Files. So I don't really have any like advice on recruiting because I've never had to do it. And we've always had a built-in filter for that kind of thing. So... Yeah, fun organization and don't have too many rules. <laughs> rules like make it 
really, like really, system. yeah, <laughs> that's, t- that's too many rules. I think we have like three or four and, you know, we stick to them. They don't change. None, none of them have the word ratio in them. No, we don't ask for any ratios. <laughs> the rules literally are be active. If you're opted into war, you have to war. What's the other one? Don't have fun. Yeah. 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 Don't don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. I mean, really, those are the three major rules. And know so, the password. Yeah, and know the password. Which I, is I, I believe, I believe. Dot, dot 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 come up with something creative. Or not. <laughs> yeah, creativity is not uh, a prerequisite for Kent, but, uh, <laughs> but No, you can just you can it. say I yeah. believe or I believe whatever you want to write, just you know, if I believe's in there, you'll generally get in. Yeah, today we had a great one, which was, I believe we can beat L. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that for a few minutes since you were out last week. Yeah. I, I really wanted to get your take on it. Uh, we always answer questions. I mean, I think we've answered emails and questions on every episode we've done so far, and we want to continue with that. And we got a bunch of questions this week. We did. And yeah, mailbag is stuffed. Oh. Some of them are fun, non-class-related questions. So I thought we'd start uh, with a question from another username that I love, and that is Art Vandalay from Kent. And he wants to know what the nerdiest thing each of us does outside of Clash. Uh, why don't we start with you, Halligan? Oh, jeez. Put me on the spot. Honestly, I lost a lot of nerdiness uh, when I left band camp, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a lot of uh, technology podcasts and a lot of history podcasts, so I suppose, would that be nerd or would that be geek? I can't decide. It's um, one and the same these days. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm I'm a big fan of knowledge, so I'm the kind of guy with the bow tie and the the glasses and the pocket protector, although I can't do math for anything, but definitely the the learning stuff. So that would be about it. Rancid, how about you? I don't know if it's nerdy or not. I try and carve and sculpt when I can. That's what I do when I don't play Clash. Uh, I think that qualifies. I do two things that I think are nerdy. One is I tend to take hobbies and make ridiculously complex spreadsheets uh, to track my progress. So uh, it's not exactly outside of Clash, but I used to keep just crazy stats on myself. I think I remember. So you're the guy with the pocket protector and the slide rule were useful to you. Yeah, yeah, used to be. I think in the beginning of our friendship, Coop, I remember you having lots and lots of spreadsheets. Lots of spreadsheets. I yeah. remember this. Definitely nerdy, not <laughs> quite outside of Clash. Oh, and then, my goodness. And then I'm a comic book geek. I've read comic books forever. Uh, started in junior high school, all through high school. When I got married, I kind of got away from it for a while and then started back up. Because when The Walking Dead exploded, I got back into it. It's probably my other nerdy thing. What about you, Natalia? Oh my goodness. So my kind of nerdy things, I guess. One's not so nerdy, but my first one is I watch Disney movies, even though I'm not forced to, like Disney Pixar movies. They're my favorite. Having a three-year-old can be quite convenient because I can be like, I'm just watching this because it's my three-year-old's favorite movie. But <laughs> in reality, over over again because, it's yes. kind of my favorite movie. <laughs> And my second thing is I, in high school, I was in theater, well, in technical theater. So it's never kind of left me that I, I jam to musicals. 
all the time and I still do it. So driving down the highway, I'm totally listening to Les Mis or some stupid old musical that I love. So um, if you ever catch me in my car, which hopefully you don't, I'm probably singing at the top of my lungs and doing some wild, <laughs> crazy gesture. <laughs> so because that's you're my... also acting in your car. I, that's right. I'm full on portraying. I'm taking on the song and the character <laughs> while I'm driving down the freeway, which probably makes me a terrible driver. You never do this when you team speak on your drive home, though. No, I don't do it on my drive home because I'm too exhausted. But on my drive to work, I'm all energetic and ready to go. And It's interesting because on my drive home, I am singing at the top of my lungs normally. Yeah, I'm not at all. But on the the way, I haven't had coffee yet and I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, uh, Edie or Eddie from Kent wants to know, uh, now that we have a podcast, do we worry about spies? No. Yes. Halligan, why? We actually had two wars ago, three wars ago? It's three or four wars ago now. But because the clan description says something about the Clash Files podcast, somebody said, hey, I love the podcast as their join message. And obviously that has nothing to do with believing that they love the podcast. Right. So they were rejected. And they were out in the wild for a number of hours. Well, go and check them again. Sure enough, they're in the opposition clan. So it happens. Maybe I'll say, do we worry about it? No, because we've got a built-in system to avoid it. But I suppose after 24 hours, one of them could listen to one of the podcasts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd gain a listener, but we'd gain a spy as well. <laughs> For sure. But if they're willing to go that far to spy, more power to you, my friend. Yeah, I suppose. Yep. Right. Because if they listen to our show, they'll probably feel bad about spying. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are really cool, man. <laughs> Rancid, do you have concerns over in K2? Not yet. No, I mean, we're still low level wins. We're level three moving on to level four. Maybe our reputation will grow as well as Kent's has and people want to start taking us down because they see, you know, we've got a lot of wins. We've got a pretty diligent group that we're only letting in people that use the password. So if they want to use that against us, well, the power to them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chard Remains on Twitter, who's at RemainsCS. He or she wants to know, do you think that a clan gets stronger when adding parallel slash sister clans or when they focus on starting a feeder? You know, the reason why we started Kent Farmhouse wasn't really because we wanted to get stronger. It was more so that we could include more people. Right. But Rancid, what's your opinion on this? Do you think that a clan gets stronger when they start adding sister feeder clans? I think it does just because, again, you increase the number of people. So we've got the opportunity now to put enough bodies to go up against L within K2 and, and Kent Farmhouse. We've got a combination that can match up with them successfully, we hope, with them being a little bit of a higher level clan. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, is that it's allowed us to use only Kent people, which I don't think it would be a bad thing to have to reach across the aisle like when Soaz and L went up against each sure. other. Sure some player sharing and that's fine but i have to agree that it is nice that we could pull just from our pool and be able to match them i don't know if you necessarily get stronger i think you just have a larger pool of people who are with you you know they have the same philosophy as you they're kind of on your team you have more people to talk to or ask advice from so i guess in a way sure you could get stronger 
I don't necessarily believe in feeder clans. I never thought that that was a good idea. I never understood the idea behind a feeder clan. And maybe that's because I'm not war focused. I guess I can see the idea of it for a war clan. But I always have felt a feeder clan makes people feel inferior to the main clan. And that was never something that I wanted to promote. Hence the reason 2.0 is its own clan. I, I don't consider it a feeder for Kent. You know, you don't have to go to 2.0, build up, and then come over to Kent. You can come over to Kent as a Town Hall 4. We love Town Hall 4s, as a matter of fact. Because you ask really great questions and you bring a new perspective that we haven't thought about in a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in case we missed the point of that question, it may have been, do you think they get stronger when they add a parallel or sister clan or when they focus on getting a feeder Uh, Natalia, you're saying that you think it's better to go with a sister clan, right? I do. I've never understood the point of a feeder clan. But again, that's because I'm not war-focused. I think feeder clans are more for war-focused clans. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Either way, I I think that you've got to be strong to begin with to consider either one of them. When when you talk about a feeder, yeah, it's probably more war-focused because you're looking for talent to move up to the next level. And yeah, there is somewhat of a subjugation implied in that. Sister clan, yeah, you can try it. But for clans that are just either starting out or relatively established, you try to start a sister clan and you realize, well, you know what? We don't have enough in the main clan to make this work. Let's just merge back together and move on. Yeah, Yeah, sister clan is not easy to do. Your clan isn't full or hasn't been full for a while. A sister clan is just hard to take care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I can tell you when we started K2, like for the first week, I didn't know if it was going to take. And, you know, seven, eight, nine days in, it was obvious that it was. Yeah. Rancid, any thoughts on this since you lead our uh, sister clan? Both are hard to do. I personally think that Nat's on the right track with the fact that a feeder clan is more, I think, for a war base. I would say a sister clan or a family of clans is more for like the way that Kent and some of the other clans that are actually in the family are set up to be as much of a social environment. And we have lots of people that are in fits and we have different members that are in the Kentians chat that are in other clans just because they've come and visit or something like that. It really increases the communication. From what I've heard about the feeder clans, that the people in the feeder don't really get a lot of exposure other than, you know, visiting members or players that have accounts in both clans. That's the only exposure that they get to the membership of the upper clan. Right. Again, I think each may have its place. We tried to start a feeder clan in Dark Scourge for some strange reason, and it just fell apart. It didn't work. Yeah, I think that was more of the the sister clan idea. And then, honestly, because that one was open, we got a lot of good players out of that. I mean, MMM came from just randomly joining whatever the name of that clan that we started up for it. But... uh, I mean, that was a, maybe if you look at it that way, it's a good recruiting tool because you can kind of pick and choose the quality players of sure. a randomly right. open clan and bring them back, close the sister clan, feeder clan, whatever. Yeah. And that grows the main clan. So I guess, yeah, I guess when you look at it that way, that that was a, a positive out of it. Oh, having an open clan has always just scared me oh it is it's 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 just frightened me yeah it's not a feeder or a sister it's a screener clan (laughs) (laughs) 
that's great. a perfect explanation. That is yeah. honestly a great description if that's what you're going to go for. There you okay. go. We came up with a whole new term. That's right. <laughs> We're claiming that one. Danny Dips from uh, Twitter wants to know how do good we, name. Yeah, isn't it though? What do you farm if both heroes are down? Natalia, what do you farm if you've got both your heroes down? I generally don't have both of my heroes down at the same time, but if I did, it would still be what I'm using. And it's, I use 20 giants, gets 10 wizards, four valks, and the rest archers. And I, I do really well, even without my heroes. That seems super complex to me. <laughs> if, if I have both heroes down, I That's do. That's what I farm with. Yeah. <laughs> I do exactly the same thing that if I have both of my heroes up because I try not to use them. And I always put two barracks on giants and two barracks on archers and do just fine with that. Halligan, what about you? I think it's just where you end up farming that's the most important, or at least to me, because I feel better farming up higher, but that's because I use Lunion, which you can crack bases that are a little bit tougher. As you go up higher in trophies and you're in sitting in Masters 3, Masters 2, Masters 1, those heroes become really important. Where if I drop down to silver or gold, you're hitting a lot of town halls that are a level below you that still have tons of loot. You don't need your heroes to do that. So for my money, it's the trophy range that you're farming, not necessarily the troop comp. Okay. Always Nope, always wanting up, one upping us, Halligan. What are you talking about? Because I'm always one upping. Jibarching. <laughs> <laughs> I can answer this question in a couple of different ways. Uh, first off, I'll start by saying, "What do you mean your heroes are down?" I don't understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> no, jeez. Okay, so moving on. Sure was nice uh, having you on the podcast. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best of luck with everything, Grant. Thanks a lot. I'm exiled, eh? <laughs> um, what I've suggested to people in the past, if they've got a king down, is throw in a pika or pekka, if yeah. you'd like. Pika, it's um, pekka. Pekka, if you'd like. It will give you a lot of hit points and, you know, take the place of the king doing a lot more damage, actually. As far as a queen replacement, I don't really know what to do other than maybe a bunch more wizards and archers. The only other thing I can say is that with my mini, I'm still going with giants, archers, barbs, and goblins when I don't have heroes, so I don't know if that really counts either. Would you be using a P.E.K.K.A. for farming, though? To replace your king? Uh, yeah, if you were doing a hog attack thing like that, that you needed the king to... No, this is for farming at war. Well, it depends I don't know on how many... where you're farming. And oh, in this... true, true, true. If you're farming up high, I get it. Yeah. Jeez, Halligan. And you're not... Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> we got another uh, question from at Matt Hughes 2007, and he is asking what the optimal size to get an even war matchup might be. And he wonders if the tier one war clans keep them small. Uh, I'll let folks chime in on this because I haven't got any clue. No how clue. A, a tier one war clan does anything. So uh, <laughs> folks, <laughs> no. folks that care about that, and I'm looking at you, Halligan, and maybe Rancid. All I can say is that, you know, we wore at like 30, 35, 25 sometimes, and we've been getting pretty good matchups, I think. I think that that's where most of the known 
war clans are warring. You don't see any over 40, and a 40 is a, a real big blip as well. So yeah, it's typically a 30 or 35 member war for those matchup type situations. But honestly, just war with whatever you got. If you've got 50 people that want a war, go for it. Go for a full 50 war. Uh, if you've only got 15 that are willing to war, go for 15. That's what it really comes down to. Yeah, if you're going to war going, you get the experience, you might get a little less. Rob over in Purple Rain is really successful with the 10 on 10. Mm -hmm. They've done really well. And from what I hear from some of the other casts and other players commenting on, it seems like a 20 to 25 is some kind of number that they seem to like. And 10 on 10 wars are fun. They are fun. Little mini wars are fun. Yeah, absolutely. They are super fun. The Kosar Maniacs, who we had some visitors from in K2 this week, makes this observation and has a little bit of a question on there, too. They say, in Masters, uh, I've noticed that I only get Town Hall sniped, even though I have millions in resources. Is this a well-kept secret for those saving up for large purchases? And that he's thinking that the one-star bonus is too attractive to pass up for the minimal troop cost. I mean, I think we've all spent plenty of time in Masters, but Matt, what, what are your thoughts on that? This is what I've heard about it, and this is what I've noticed about it, and this is what I've um, seen in the forums. It's the pusher's code, I guess, is what they call it, is that if you leave your town hall out, then you're basically giving trophies to somebody who's trying to push up above you. And so they're willing to just take the trophies you're offering and leave the loot. So I've heard it called the pusher's code or... The farmer's code, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more etiquette than anything else, right? Right. I think a lot of people stick by that code or whatever you want to call it, unless I come up against a Town Hall 9 that's got their Town Hall out and they have a bunch of loot, and then there's no code. And then there's, well, or your Town Hall is trapped. And then the code just flies right out the door and I'm taking everything. Yeah. Don't trap your Town Hall if you put it outside. You're just kind of a jerk. Yep. I have sat in gold with my townhouse outside for hours, hours and hours. Even though I've got decent loot, before I can spend anything, I need to have at least three million of each. So that's a good offering for another Town Hall 9. They're at least getting 250 of each, but I'm never attacked. I will sit there for four, six hours with my townhouse outside if I'm in gold or silver. If somebody attacks me, it's typically a Town Hall 10. It's all of my loot, and then I get rolled. We're up in Masters, and I think this is really the key. Throw the codes out the window. The bonus is enough. Right. If you're dropping, like my Town Hall is out there with decorations all around it, you know that is not trapped. So they know that they're going to get 100,000 of each plus whatever dark just for dropping their queen full army to go out and look again. I'll it's take worth it. it. Exactly. Code or no, you've got to make sure that it's worth it for them to take that snipe. And that's another reason why I kind of like farming a little bit higher in, yeah. in cups. Yep. Rand, any thoughts on this? Well, I've been sitting up in Masters and Champs for two weeks, and that's all I've had. One attack in the time that I've been up yep. has been yeah. uh, yep. worthy of you know, possibly getting my loot. Fortunately, he's hogs hit all my spring traps and that was it. 
That was awesome. Sucker. Yeah. Other than that, just been town hall snipe after town hall snipe. I lose a thousand and get a 12 hour shield. Hey, quick question. Now that we were just talking about spring traps, my husband, Bryce from Phantom Zone, told me that spring traps only trap 15 troop spaces at a time. One spring that trap. That's correct. Yeah. That's why they will only spring one Valk, uh, because that's 16 spaces. Good oh, to know. That is good to know. Uh, mm hmm. Hey, the uh, Kosar Maniacs actually got with Hal on a question today. How do you want to go over that? Oh, oh, yeah. They actually messaged me on Twitter because uh, they are an international clan. They've got members from all over the world, English-speaking world, and they've wanted to run some contests. Actually, they have run some contests where they've had to exclude guys from Australia or guys from England because they didn't know how to reimburse them how to reward them with cards. So uh, they messaged me just to find out whether I had any information on uh, how to do that. And it turns out that we had this problem in the past. And I, was, I asked out global and somebody came up with this www.offgamers.com. It's way more than just uh, mobile gaming stuff, but you can get iTunes cards and Google Play cards for darn near any country that they're offered in. So if you are in an international clan, you want to run some contests and you've got no idea how to take care of the uh, outside of the U.S. people, that's where you go. Cool. All right. And not Clash related, but Phoenix from LexCorp wants to know what our favorite barbecue place is. I don't know if he's getting ready to take a nationwide (laughs) road trip or what. And he wants to know what our favorite thing to get at a barbecue joint is. And he says he's a sucker for barbecue nachos on house chips. (laughs) I don't know how big barbecue is in Canada, but Rancid, uh, what's your favorite barbecue place? The best place that I've ever been, right around Kitchener-Waterloo. So if anybody is listening that lives in that area, I want to know if this place is still open because it was close to 20 years ago I went. And we had what most people are probably going to want to gag at immediately is uh, pigtails. These things are just awesome. It is the back end of the pig. You're eating the meat off of the tail. The skin is so crunchy and good. Oh, this thing is just like a dream. But it really is a pig's butt. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I I would absolutely eat that any day of the week. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Natalia, how about you? We actually don't go out to eat at barbecue places very often. And this is because I have a secret recipe for my own. I make really good barbecue ribs. And everywhere I go, I have yet to find ribs that have been better than mine. And my, I hate to say that, but um, I'm very picky. I don't really so. sound like you hate to say that. She, yeah. Yeah, she's no. going to take the money she gets from selling Kent Farmhouse. That's true. And open up her and, own barbecue yeah, restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and I can prove to you guys. No, but they're, I've, I make them for, they're requested at every family function we go to. I make them for my husband's work. I mean, I make them for pretty much everything. Arizona is not exactly known for its barbecue. Not particularly, no. <laughs> but I'm sure Chicago is. So, Halligan, what about you? Oh, goodness. I'm up in the upper suburbs, the northern suburbs of Chicago. And there is a place in North, North Chicago, or is it Waukegan, called Hillary's Ribs. Now, this is a tiny little dump of a place. There's actually a couple of them. There was, well, there was, those are the best. Oh, 
you go there, you get rib tips and the, the sauce that they use is kind of vinegary. And the first time I tried it, it was kind of off putting because every barbecue that I had had before then was really sweet. This is really sour. But it really reminds me of, uh, obviously not the soup kitchen that from Seinfeld where you know soup for you, but it's that same attitude. You go in there, you know what you want. If you don't know what you want, forget about you. And you get yourself a pan of rib tips and a loaf of white bread. Don't have napkins at this place. You use the white bread to wipe off your <laughs> the barbecue sauce and eat the white bread. It is some of the best stuff that I have ever, ever had. And uh, so if you're ever in the north suburbs of Chicago, check out Hillary's ribs. Hillary, I challenge you to a rib cook-off. Oh, you'll lose, Nat. I, I love mm-hmm. you. And I love, oh, something else. I love this question. Uh, I lived in the South for nearly my entire life. I lived in Northwest Arkansas. And there's a great place in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is where uh, Walmart's headquartered, called Whole Hog Barbecue. Oh, that and, sounds good. Yeah, it's great. They're the kind of place that's got all the trophies sitting out front where they've gone all <laughs> over the place and, and won a bunch of uh, money doing that. And uh, I was so sad when I left four years ago, I picked up the family and we moved to Philadelphia and I thought, well, that's the end of my good barbecue getting career. But I had to go work on site at a customer in New Jersey and I was walking out the door the first day that I was there and I just typed in lunch into Google Maps because I didn't know what anything was around and a restaurant popped up called Whole Hog Barbecue in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And I thought, well, that's weird. That's the same name as the barbecue place that I always ate at in Bentonville. So I drove over there and I walk in and it's exactly the same. And you started doing a happy dance. (laughs) And and so I was there working for maybe a month and I ate there probably 16 times because it wasn't that it was similar to Whole Hog in Bentonville. It was that the brother-in-law of the guy that owned the restaurant in Bentonville moved to New Jersey and took the recipes with him. No way. It was the same restaurant. Oh, that's awesome. It was great. So if you're either in Arkansas, in Northwest Arkansas, or in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, you should check out Whole Hog Barbecue. And I'm also a sucker for barbecue nachos. So that's usually what I get. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, we had a few questions from the next person, and his handle on Twitter is Corbin C-O-C. He had a couple of questions that were class-related and one that wasn't. So we'll start with pretty easy to answer one, I think. Uh, maybe have some different opinions on it, but is there any chance that level 5 dragons affect the game beyond being a great defensive CC troop? Nat, I know you have a solid opinion on this, and it is? For me, no. End of story. <laughs> I was going to say, do you care to expound on that? Yeah, no, I um, I still have level four dragons, so the only way I get a level five is if another person that has level four dragons donates one to me. But I just haven't seen a big difference in the change. And I know, Halligan, you were talking about the higher-up pushers were, were using it effectively, but I don't see it helping me at all, other than being defensive CC troop. I mean, it's not like you're going to start all of a sudden seeing mass dragon armies at Town Hall 10. Right. But uh, it has been an effective two-star attack when mixed with Lava Hounds and Loons. And 40-40 uh, heroes. And 40-40 heroes. 
get the two stars against Max Town Hall 10s when you're up in Gearbanger territory of Titans 2. Titan 2. two. Yeah. Way to go. So, wow. Yeah, the, the guy's insane. <laughs> so uh <laughs> up there, I can see them being effective, and that may be why Supercell decided to drop them on us. But uh, I think they just wanted Dragons to be relevant, and for us little guys, our, us little peons, peons, they're effective as a great defensive CC troop. That's it. And uh, here's a fun one. He also wants to know if we could have insect-based superpowers. Which insect would we choose, and what would our superhero name be? Uh, Rancid, do you want to tackle this one first? The Praying Mantis. And I'd be called Mandible Man, and I'd just chop things in half with my mandibles. <laughs> you are so good with these superhero answers. That was so That's good. good oh, God. Just tailed. <laughs> oh, my God. I have no idea. I have not a clue. Skip, skip me for now. I was I was lucky the last time that a superhero question was asked because Rancid's was so good, Coop. You just moved on and uh, didn't ask me. <laughs> so I can't get out of this one, and I'm I'm with Nat. I have no idea. With the fact that uh, Ant Man was just released in theater, I keep going back to that only because I have no imagination. But uh, getting teeny tiny, yeah, getting teeny yeah. tiny mosquitoes they tick me off so bad that if i had some kind of ability that would irritate somebody as bad as a mosquito <laughs> then you could call me the sucker, <laughs> the sucker. yeah and uh and mine i would want to have the superpower of a tick because they're able to drink 40 times their body weight or something <laughs> like that and so and so <laughs> Oh my in, God. In, in Arkansas and probably other places, we have things called deer ticks. So they're bad <laughs> business, man. You, you don't want to get a hold of them, and you could just call me the beer tick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys are so times good. Your body weight just drinking beer. That's right. Exactly. What could be better? Mm -hmm. So we got a similar question to this, and maybe our geeky thing that we do is our favorite thing to do. But his last question is, what's our favorite thing to do when we're not playing Clash of Clans? Uh, how about you, Halligan? We'll start off. Talked about having being out as a cripple with back surgery and stuff, but I, I really loved playing hockey. Haven't done much of that. So at this point in time, it's just playing with the kids and enjoying the family. What about you, Natalia? Same thing. Pretty much playing with my kid, enjoying my family. I like to take naps, which mm, I don't get to do very often. Nice. I love a good nap. I'm always up for a nap. And Rancid? Well, I'm going to sound like such a jerk because I'm not choosing my family, and I'm actually choosing to go out and shoot stuff. So. <laughs> cool. I like hunting, and it's seasons three weeks away. So, as long as you send me gifts from your hunting trips, I'm like, fine with that. Like jerky, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. some I kind of meat gone. product. I would imagine. I just ran out of time. It's gonna be. It's coming. <laughs> I, I promise. I How think some kind of trade is in order where you send barbecue. He oh, yeah, sends his cured meat. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess everybody can tell that there's uh, at least three sets of parents on this show because I got to go with them. And <laughs> if I'm not playing Clash and I'm not working, then usually I'm playing with the kids. Having moved to California, uh, we go swimming all the time. Uh, and, and the place we go uh, has a heated pool, so it doesn't matter if it's January or July. We're going to be going swimming all the time. Sweet. 
Another non-Clash related question we got was from Jezza, who has written a couple of songs for us. He wants to know what our favorite movies are, so maybe we could just go through our top three. Natalia, do you want to go first? Sure. My top three movies. Let's see. My number one is Finding Nemo. This going back to me being a complete nerd. And my number two is Casablanca. And my number three is probably, um, what is it? I can't think of the movie's name. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> I have three movies that I really enjoy. Um, I like the first Matrix. If it's on TV, I'll watch it pretty much pick it up whenever in the movie. One of my favorite movies from my childhood was Dumb and Dumber, and it was the same thing. Like any time, like I probably watched it every day my senior year of high school. That might be a commentary on my taste. <laughs> but my favorite movie of all time and has been since it came out is The Shawshank Redemption. I think it's Love just it. the best movie. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. <laughs> every time it's on TV, I will watch it through. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, Rancid, what are your three favorite movies? A Clockwork Orange would be one of my favorite movies. Solid. If I could go with the Mad Max series, because again, it's one of those ones that was kind of through my early teens and stuff like that. All. Um, and then, geez, I really want to say Fight That was just... Ooh, Fight Club is so good. Yeah, I could watch that anytime it's on. Yeah, I love that movie. Halligan, what about you? Ah, uh, this is such a tough one for me because I watch something and then as much as I enjoy it, I promptly forget about it. So it's got to be something that actually really grabs me. Hey, what is it? The buildup. Jeez. Yeah, that's the problem is, is that I'm, how about, Halligan, I'll start you with don't need to be two. shy. Halligan, we all know no your favorite movie no is The Notebook. I'm, my number it. one is going to be a chick flick. So what is it? On that one. I'll get to it. First one is Save It Private Ryan. I, oh, yeah, love I love it. That, that's love a good the movie. history of the Normandy invasions and what have you. So I'll have to start with that one. And it's funny listening to some of the other ones. It's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Ooh, that's good. But uh, have you guys ever heard of a... The, Were you about to say A Beautiful Mind? No, A Sunshine. It's got Jim Carrey oh, in it. Oh, the... That one. Um, sunshine. Spot. Yeah. That yeah, one. That one. That's one. That's a that, good one. <laughs> I think now you're going to make me look it up. Uh, something about a spotless mind, beautiful mind, spotless... Sunshiny, spotless, beautiful mind. Everybody it's, just hold tight a second. I think, uh, what's that chick from Titanic? Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. That's it's it. called the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That's, the boom! That's, that's it. You know what? I'll give that one a tie because I like rounders as well. So we'll put those Ooh, ones in. I love in. rounders. Rounders is a good one too. And my favorite, this is crazy, is she's having a baby. Oh, I told you it's a chick flick. Pull. That's It's a chick flick, but the it's one of those movies. movies that, yeah, yeah, an 80s movie that nobody's ever heard of. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Yep. And I cry like a little girl anytime that I see that movie. And it really hit home after I had had kids. And then I ball. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen that, then uh, it's worth uh, making your wife watch so that you can kind of pay attention as well. Yeah, and you know what I said about Dumb and Dumber? You can just throw that right the hell out. Uh, 
And I'm going to replace that with The Dark Knight. I can't believe I left that out. I can't believe it either. Yeah, I'd have to give that one. And Coop, I'll throw you a bone and I'll give you Dogma. Oh, yeah, Dogma's great. I, I'm, like I said, I'm giving you a bone here, but Affleck was good in that. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, there. Hate See, I'm, it's, Runs there used, yeah, there Hate used to be there used to be a show on where it was like beat the geeks or something, and three people would compete, and then they'd go to the next round, and they'd have to they'd have to beat a geek in a specific area of geekdom. I remember this, yeah. And I think yeah. I'm a movie geek because, like you guys said, all these movies, and they are all my favorite movies. And for me to narrow it down to three is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after we all started talking yeah, exactly. i've been looking at this i hear dogma and i'm like wait a second no that's great natalia we got another comment online this week mm-hmm. well, I mean, immediately when <laughs> i put out the the call for questions and comments about the show and it's the second time we've got the comment everybody loves your jokes good and so do you have everybody but week? the three co-hosts that i have so that's great I actually have two jokes this week, one to make up for my missed joke last week and a new one for this week. So my first joke, they're both pretty corny, so bear with me here. Um, What's a wizard's favorite school subject? What is it? Guys, this is an easy one. It's spelling. (laughs) I actually like that one. And my second one is why did the barb break up with the archer? Why? Nobody? Why? She had too many drawbacks. Oh, that's just awful. That's really good. <laughs> I'm going to get a track that does the bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah. Please that do. Definitely fall into place there. Or or the uh, price is right. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> oh. All right, it's time for shout-outs. Let's see. Rancid, who's your shout-out for this week? I'm going to shout-out Supercell for the one gem boosts for the oh, birthday. Yeah. I always what? love them, and thanks very much. Everybody started talking about those weeks ago. Uh, Natalia, what do you got? My shout-out this week is going to three people, the Grand Poobah, McScrubs, and RM84, for their work in organizing the Kent L. War potential matchup. Thank you, thank you. You guys put in a lot of work. I hope it works. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So, Halligan, thank what you. About you. I want to shout out Ringer from uh, Project Cadmus. He's actually uh, was an old Dark Scourge guy that is my cousin. Actually, he's my wife's cousin. And he has never heard our podcast. So, he's getting a link on this. Uh, if you're in PC, then uh, give him a bunch of crud for me. So, Ringer, this one's for you. I've got got two this week, and neither of them is uh, game-related. One is going out to Chuck. Uh, The other day, we got an old birthday gift out of the closet, and it was the Harry Potter trading card game. And my son got it from one of his friends at his last birthday. And we played it, and he loved it. I mean, there was he just thought it was the best thing we'd ever done. And so I, of course, went right into, oh, well, we can go buy more cards, and part of it is collecting and trading and blah, 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 whatever. The game's out of print. So, no, there's okay. there's there's some's out there. I've, oh, I've, out I've there. been in. Yeah, there's new editions out there. Because oh. you you piqued my interest when you started talking <laughs> about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, so my shout out goes to Chuck because since I didn't think there were new ones out there, I went into line and just asked if anybody had any old Magic the Gathering game or uh, cards. And he says he's got some in his basement that he would be willing to send me. So shout out to Chuck. My son's gonna really appreciate that. 
And then my other shout out uh, is from somebody who will probably never hear it. Maybe I'll send her a link whenever we put out the episode so she can hear it. But uh, I've got a little sister. Uh, she's 36 years old. Uh, we've always gotten along great. Like I know that there's some sibling rivalry with a lot of siblings, but you know we may have had some of that when we were in high school. But for the most part, and especially now that we're grown up, we get along great. And about two weeks ago, she called me and she was upset and she had found out that She's, she's got cancer. And, um, you know, when she went in the first time and told them that she found a lump, you know, they were like, well, you're 36 and it's small. You caught it early. And so everything should be just fine. And when they did her initial scan, they found out that she was actually stage three breast cancer because it was really aggressive. And so, you know, we had to have another conversation, but the prognosis was still good. She was still really confident that everything was going to be okay, and and so she had to go get a another scan, and she was going to start chemo today. But she went in today and uh, got the results of her PET scan, and uh, they found out that she's actually stage four breast cancer, and it's in lymph nodes, it's in bones all over her body, and there's really no reason for them to even do chemo. She's still really positive, and uh, they're going to do some surgeries. It's an estrogen-fueled cancer, so you know you can remove some things and get rid of a lot of, of estrogen. But really, it'll go into remission. She'll never be cured. She could go on to live you know, a pretty healthy, long life. But it's scary, and uh, it's, it's hard not being in Arkansas with her right now. And so my shout-out for tonight really goes out to my little sister, Lisa. And uh, I know she'll, she's going to get through this, and we're going to get to see each other a bunch more times. But I just want her to know that I love her. Sending prayers y'all's way. Awesome. Hey, yeah, you betcha. So, Fight through it, Lisa. <laughs> so if anybody out there is of that same mind, if you think about her for a couple of seconds today, I'd appreciate it. What else, guys? Anything else Done. to talk about today? I did want to give one last shout out. Yes. In our line chat today, one of our members had a baby boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Banjo. So congrats, Banjo, on your new little member of the family. Rash and of babies lately. Yeah, yeah no a lot of babies born in the Kent Farmhouse family Something's this month. Mm-hmm, for sure. Anyway, so. if, you, if you can get a really nice together plan that uses some outside communication, then you too can see all kinds of baby and kid pictures. That's <laughs> true. All right. Well, that's our show today. We hope that you've enjoyed listening. For Natalia, Halligan, and Rancid Meat, I'm R. Cooper Katie, and this Clash file is closed. You can find us at www.theclashfiles.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Clash Files. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, or subscribe from the RSS feed on the website. If you have a question or comment, please tweet at us or email us at hosts at theclashfiles.com. The Clash Files is Natalia, R. Cooper Katie, Rancid Meat, and Halligan. The show is edited and produced by Rancid Meat. Our musical director is Jezza. Jamie does all her graphic design. See you next week. Turns out it was Clash Con in Helsinki. Oh, Helsinki. Oh, Helsinki. Oh, Helsinki. Yeah.
So right now I can't even make it to Natalia. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, if you hitchhiked part of the way. (laughs) Oh, God, that's funny as hell.